The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, hombre amigos. What's up? It's Above the Dave. It is another week. It's another wonderful episode of the Latsine podcast. Today, I want to talk about the way that we listen to music now, how that has changed, and a couple things that I've listened to or saw recently that I'm really into. I wanted to share my thoughts. After that, we're getting a visit once again from Fred, the narcoleptic cokehead. And we're going to ask him questions that really get cokeheads talking. And after that, we are speaking with concert promoter, venue owner, and an all-around great guy. It's Peter Shapiro here in the studio today. So throw on a gumbo and huff on a jumbo. It's another episode of The Lot week about how the Allman Brothers were my first band that I got into, jam band. And I was into them for a few years, very quickly started listening to Fish, there was God Street Wine, and there's some Dave Matthews, but I would say guitar rock like focused, uh, I would say those three took me through my high school years. And then college brought a few other acts, most namely the Disco Biscuits for me, in, in terms of my continuation of that love affair. As a kid then, I had no choice but to buy album after album and spend all this money on CDs that I had no idea what the music sounded like, but put it in and just play it and then have to kind of like analyze it in a way that justified the purchase. If you think about it, like for those people who had to buy CDs who are listening to this, when you're spending $16 or whatever on a CD and you're a kid, you know, you, you bring it home, especially if you're, you're buying a bunch of music. You're a kid, right? You're buying a bunch of music. Okay. And then you, you bring it home. You still want to have some success. I know I, I definitely struck out on a couple of, of modern acts that I bought albums from. And I know my brother who, he had his own taste in music, but we crossed paths. And every now and then he would just buy an album I never would have bought. And it turned out to just be like a total freaking banger. He was the one that bought Dookie Green Day. I was probably, I don't know if I was going to do it. And then he did it. And it was like... We fucking bump that shit all the time. That was a great buy. He he got a I think he he got Janet Jackson's album. That was fire. The Janet album. So I so I liked it when he would like you know unexpectedly pick one. I was like oh shit okay. You had to almost like listen to the album after spending the money and being like okay so what did I like what I didn't like overall did I like it more than I didn't like it. Let me give it one more spin. Let me give it three more spins and let me really break down how I feel about this. And you kind of become more analytical I think that way than when you just have Spotify 
or Apple Music, and it's just whatever in the moment you're just going, oh, yeah, that, let me look into them. Oh, I heard of this group or this DJ. Okay, let me check it out. And then you just take it in, like, what, their most popular songs you start with, and then you can dive deeper and deeper. You can still be like, oh, I feel this about this album and this album not as much. And you can still get analytical, but you consume it differently. Whether you know it or not, you are, because there is something different. There's like a, there is a thing when you're young and you have to like buy the album and then sit with your purchase. And I don't know, I think it does something too, where it really makes you kind of go, okay, was that what I was hoping for? And then you also learn the power of repeated listens. But I don't want to talk too much about that. I feel like that's common knowledge at this point. This is one of the things that an older generation, younger generation differ on. Oh, wow. Okay. That that keeps happening. Yeah. And in this way, it is a profound one. And it, it's been discussed. Okay, how do you consume music and how it may affect things for you? But one thing I actually really enjoy is I, these days, is on Spotify, the release radar. I always knew about it, but it has become more and more of the thing that I'm hoping to check out every Friday, even more so than the new releases, which used to be my thing. Every Friday, that's when the new releases come out. I check out, oh, this came out, this came out. The new release section often uh, forgets about jam bands and forgets about more obscured fucking producers and shit that I listen to. But Release Radar, that knows what I'm listening to. So he, they always know, and it knows what I'm listening to, and it can curate this perfect playlist and be like, oh, did you know that Derek Chuck had an album? I'm like, thanks, Release Radar. I did not know that, because that didn't make the cut for new releases. Like so many things in our life now, it's dictated by forces much larger than us. I guess it's, it always has been, but now it's like you don't see things, right? You don't see your friends' posts anymore on Instagram. Sorry. You're not going to see pictures of family and friends no that's that's now completely been overshadowed by content and videos and people who have a lot of followers and people uh, who have successful videos and ads right that's all now the thing and then you're somewhere the average person's post is now buried in there which i think is now that we're at this point now where just a normal average person who's not trying to have any content is like shying away from even posting anymore because it's like it's just going to get lost in the void. It's kind of where Facebook was like seven years ago. You're just putting it out there and it disappears. Everybody's feeds being monopolized by maybe five of the people that they looked at most recently. And then the rest is just recommended videos and other content type people that you're following. Right. So Spotify might, it's the same thing. It's like, it's like, oh, these are the new releases this week, but you're not going to see so many new releases that you want to see really cater to you. That's for everybody. So sometimes you're going to miss shit unless you follow them on social media. You know, I went from someone who was all about the albums. I had no choice, right? I mean, even now I still get excited to hear an album front to back from some of my favorite acts. But my trigger finger is fast these days. It's fast to you move on and to check out other shit because there's so much other shit out there. The album needs to be good or I'm just not going to listen to the whole thing because I don't have that same feeling of like, well, I bought it. So at least let me listen to the whole thing and just give it a fair shot. There's, I don't even know I'm giving fair shots. I'm just going in like, what do you got? <laughs> and what I've started doing in the last few years is whenever new shit comes out, I just dump it all into another playlist. I'll just take the album and put it with all these other albums that I just want to rotate because I still believe in the repeated listen thing that still 
is real. And so when I'm going through, uh, I'll just dump it all into a playlist and then I just play the playlist, which is going to have shit from the last few months that I've been like meaning to check out and singles. And, you know, sometimes I'll just dump a whole release radar that was pretty good into it so I can have repeated shuffles on those songs. It becomes this, it's a totally different way of consuming music. And now it's like, I got hundreds and hundreds of songs that I am now just putting to a random shuffle most of the time. And some of them keep coming up and some of them probably have never been played. I don't even know. It's again, it's a, it's a, I, I kind of leave it up to chance what songs are going to come up and I'm doing more of the curated playlist. Now they got a DJ I'm hearing like that chimes in and also picks music that you like, you know, it's like an AI thing to digest the amount of music that's coming at you. If you have a, a lot of interest, you almost need to, to sh- push it off into different places to force you to kind of almost listen to it, go back to it because it just gets lost to the next week. And it was actually recently when the release radar had a song from String Cheese Incident from their new album on there. And I go, oh, see, I didn't, I didn't know that was coming out today. That's, that's awesome. Let me, now let me go check out the whole album. I think it's been a minute since String Cheese released the album. And so I go and listen to Lend Me a Hand, the new album from String Cheese Incident. I was driving to the DMV on a rainy morning and I put it on maybe perfect soundtrack for that and I got rejected the DMV because I didn't have the proper paperwork but the guy at the desk said he would let me come back and I said give me a half an hour I'll be back I'll grab that tax form or whatever and so then I listened to it from the DMV back to my house grabbed the form and then drove back to the DMV this was like 45 minutes it was like perfect for an album on a rainy day and it sounds like a pretty miserable Saturday morning but the album really was a was great. I couldn't wait to jump back in the car and, and listen to more. And so that that's really fun. And I didn't expect that, you know, from a string cheese incident release in 2023. Some of the songs I can see being really great live. On average, I don't know if all of them are going to translate to like live bangers. But what I think they really accomplished more than anything was like putting together a really, really nice sounding, well-produced album that has good songs, accessible, catchy, even uh, songwriting that I think works really well as an album. And I think it's a really, really great effort from String Cheese Incident. I think their fans are really pumped on it. Again, I think some people might be a little underwhelmed that it's not like as maybe upbeat at times. It's more, you know, I think the, the subject matter gets pretty dark. And I know that from the in a live setting that those songs may be more sleeper songs but not all of them and i think a few of them could really get like a really nice live treatment but we'll see how that pans out but it i guess it doesn't always have to be about how the songs translate live it is just nice to have a a jam band come in and just be like hey we're just gonna put out an album that has like a whole bunch of really like good solid songs that sound fucking crisp and work together well and it has like a feel the album has a feel so that's the goal when you make an album not always thinking about how it's going to work live. So kudos, man. I think it was a great album. And I also thank Release Radar for letting me know, which is always fun. My Release Radar is, it's funny because it's like, it is based on what I listen to. So right now, my Release Radar every single week will have like some Grateful Dead or Jerry Garcia mixed in with a whole bunch of EDM and always one Little Wayne track. Little Wayne is featured or has a single out every single week. I don't know if you knew that. 
He does. I know that because Release Radar or Spotify determined that I am a huge Little Wayne fan. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I am a huge Little Wayne fan. I actually huge Carter three, Carter four, and Carter five fan. And I know the sixth one's gonna be Hot Fire coming out soon. I hear. I had this uh, this joke I did on stage a few times. It was a uh, Little Wayne. Uh, it was called Lil Lil Wayne. It's like this is an impression of um, Little Wayne as a baby. <laughs> or something like that <laughs> and yeah so it's determined that i love little wayne and so i get little Wayne every single week this guy's on a, on a track this guy's working hard he's on a single every single week so i just put the release radar on on shuffle and at some point in that session, Lil Wayne will appear and usually have a really fire verse. And then it goes to Willie Nelson. It's weird, but it at least lets me know when the shit I actually like comes out, which is good. I don't have the Fish, Live Fish app. I'm doing Nugs, but I don't have Fish app. And I've actually survived on Fish YouTube. I don't know if anyone else does this. I mean, I a lot of times when I put on the TV, I don't want to commit to a lot of time it's maybe when I'm like eating or something and I just want to watch something for like 15 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe. So what I've been doing for like the last year or so is I just go to the YouTube app on my TV and I just find videos and I just follow all the accounts that I, I want to be recommended to me and popped up in my feed. Every time Fish posts anything, it'll always come up on my homepage when I log in. And Fish does a really great job of picking the obvious highlights and putting it on their YouTube. And so you get the highlight reel of every tour, basically. Uh, not everything. They could do a little bit more, but there's a lot that I didn't even think to listen to. And then it's posted on YouTube. And I go, oh, well, this must mean something to the band or to the organization that they're like, no, nah, this is fire. <laughs> and so I take their word for it. And they are always right. Every single video, I'm like, yep, totally worth that watch. You were right fish youtube <laughs> that was that msg wolfman's was insane it, it was i've been consuming my fish on mostly youtube because the quality is so great and then i'll just use like re-listen or something for fish nugs for a lot of other stuff i was recommended some videos recently on youtube that i wanted to bring up here lastly uh today i don't know how many there are in total i haven't seen all of them i think i watched the first like three or four they are videos I think the, the name of the account is at Brendan Bride Music, but it, it's their new videos. They think they've only been out for a couple months. Man, this guy put in so much work listening to entire years worth of fish and picking and finding those jams and then also finding clips, audio and, vi and video clips that are rare and puts together video after video, like hour-long videos of collages of fish at that time, anything he can get his hands on, plus his, basically giving you like a quick hour of that year or that tour or whatever. But mostly I think he does it by year or like, like spans of years. So he'll be like 86 to 88 or something. And then he'll give you like a one-hour course on the three years of fish from the 80s that you may have really no idea or haven't really did the deep dive into the 80s fish and then this guy's like all right well here's 
it's basically just jams. So you're, it's going from one jam to an, another. So if you're someone that's like a stickler that you need to hear like the full song, you can't just listen to a section of a jam because it can be a little like after a while it can be like, okay, okay, get it. I got, I got this one's <laughs> not, especially with the 80s stuff. I was like, I was in it, even if it, I knew it was just kind of like one chaotic jam after another. So to like someone outside, if they were like listening to me in my apartment, watching this video, they'd be like, that sounds like mayhem. Because there's no, he doesn't put too much of the song songs, uh, song part of the, the lyrics and all that. Um, but he does do some cool stuff that's been, you know, some banter and narration or whatever that the band has done, some, some gag-like stuff. And so he'll put that, if there's some interview stuff, he'll throw that in. He'll even do some text of some interviews on top of the music. Really cool. It's getting a great response from people on YouTube. I don't know if a lot of people are aware of this. Brendan Bride Music. Starting at the beginning, you can hear the earliest fish in an hour. You could just hear like the highlight reel essentially and get all the, see what they look like back then. Or it's great. Just, it's, it's such a, such a great ambitious project that this guy's done. And so he, he does the eighties. I think he goes into the early nineties and he jumps over the period that everybody listens to the most probably jumps from like 94 and just and just skips all of that and jumps to like 2010 <laughs> now he may go back and do more i hope he does honestly but then he jumps and just does like 2010 11 12 or something 13 i don't know he does like a bunch of that 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 period that's the period i haven't got into and i i am curious about that but since i was more like i was around then i've been less interested in that and more interested into like all the stuff that was before me which is what he was covering and and so i think that's the rewarding part for a lot of us is is especially that early stuff and be like wow and hearing the differences and the earliest version of bowie that's what he'll do he'll like find he found all these like the first version of this or that or this and you could just hear you know a couple minutes of it just to be like whoa that is pretty cool like this was like let's all right let's try this divided sky song <laughs> And so that's fucking awesome. So that's my most recent find is Brendan Bride music. I'll find, I, I forget what his YouTube is. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll plug it more because I'm going to watch more. So I'll, I'll plug it more. But it's on YouTube and yeah, it just breaks down fish by the year. I'll post it on my Instagram as well. Just awesome, awesome shit, man. Kudos to you for all that hard work that was must have been exhausting he does just so you guys have to see it it's like there's just so much video and audio coming at you at once it must have been a ton of work ton of research and i got a lot of respect for that so it's cool now how many different ways and different places that you can take in new music and it's nice that the power of an album that's just sounds great and has a feel from front to back still exists. I'm still got that's still a thing, and it is. We know this. It, that's still happening. That hasn't been lost due to the the change in cons in the way we consume the music. So really, we're we're in such a better place now. Now, when someone young wants to get into this music, there's like so much more out there, and so many different ways to to find it. So that's way cooler than just buying the CD and, and hoping that it's good. After I bought so many Allman Brothers albums in the first two years, I think, of high school. The second two were just, I, I got Billy Breathes first, and then a live one, I think, were like the first two, and then I, it was just game over. Then I just did the same treatment. I just went and bought each album, listened to it over and over and over, one by one, and then caught up to the point where when Story of the Ghost came out, I was like, I was getting there. I was pretty close. So, and, and getting most of the, the studio albums down. 
but I bought every single one and did it that way. And, and honestly, I'm just mad. <laughs> I'm just mad that I had to do it that way. I think that's, that's just, you know, looking, looking back now, we're, <clears throat> it's like, damn, man, they were taking these kids for 18 bucks a pop. And it's like, damn, now $18 would have gotten me all the music ever. <laughs> So yeah, let's get this show rolling. Our first guest today, having him back on the podcast. It's been a minute. He is a cokehead and he has narcolepsy. It's a rare combination we haven't seen before. We've had him on the podcast once before and we're going to bring him out here in just a second. But I just want you, the listener, to know that we're going to ask Fred a couple of questions. And we know that they're the kind of question that's really going to get Fred going. Because, man, cocaine. You know what I mean? But let's bring him out here. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Fred, the narcoleptic cokehead. Hey, Fred. How we doing? Hey, man. What's going on, man? Oh, just another day, dude. For sure, man. For sure. You want any, you want any blow? You want to do a lot? No, nah, I can't, but you totally... <laughs> totally sh- should. Did <sighs> you do it? That you did. Nice. Hell yeah, dude. So, Fred, we brought you on the podcast because we wanted to hear your opinions on a couple things. Oh, I got opinions. I got a lot of opinions on stuff. We know that. Yeah, I'm sure we sure we assumed we knew that. So, yeah, you know, we we really said, hey, we really want to know what Fred thinks about this. Oh, dude, yeah, please. Yeah. Tell me what's up. Yeah. So the first thing was um, that we were talking about was religion. Oh, religion. Yeah, I'll tell you about religion, man. It's like I'm not that religious like i almost was but like i'm not i'm actually kind of more spiritual does that make any sense yeah no that's that's like the most common thing i've ever heard anyone exactly ever like i am more spiritual but you know i think religion like at its core is like really great like i think like when you when you talk about the the original intention of this religion it's like yeah i'm sure it was like you know it, these were like great people or whatever with like great ideas but like ultimately it's just skewed so many times over by man. Think about it, man. Think about it. Like, these are just men writing rules. That's all it is, dude. It's just passed on to the next generation, next generation. And it's all hearsay. Or it's just, like, written, like, scribbles on a page or something. Like, and they're just like, oh, and then people, like, maybe could just, like, you know what I mean? Like, white out sections and then just, like, fill in different changes to, like, different names and stuff, dude. Think about it, you know? And then so it's like... Then that's passed on is like the truth. But like when you go back to the beginning, that wasn't even anything about that, dude. Like, like you don't think Jesus wanted Christianity? You think Jesus wanted Christianity? No, I mean, he wouldn't want all this, man. This is not what you signed up for, man. It's just words, dude. Words skewed over time, you know. It's just men creating rules to keep other men down. That's all it is, dude. That's all religion's ever been. It's just a way to control. And he's asleep. So that's the narcolepsy right there kicking in. Thank God. Just in the nick of time. Whew. God, he was on a rant right there. Woo. Okay. All right. So I'm going to wake him up here in a second and we're going to get him on another topic here. Let's see. Okay. The topic we're going to do is do you want to hang out tomorrow? Which is a great question to ask a cokehead if you want to not do any of the things you're going to plan. So, all right, let's just wake up Fred. And... Hey, Fred. 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 Uh, what's up, dude? Uh, nothing. Uh, what were you talking about? Um, I'm not sure. Actually, I had, a, I had a question for you. Hold on. Uh, 
Oh, right, cool. So, yeah, I was actually going to see, like, dude, what are you doing tomorrow? You want to hang out? Oh, my God, dude, yeah, my God, yeah, that'd be so awesome. Like, we should totally hang out tomorrow. I, uh, I'm thinking, yeah, dude, we can, like, get up. I don't know, you want to, like, maybe do some brunch? Dude, I love fucking brunch on a Sunday, well, yeah. man. There's nothing better than a Yeah, tomorrow's brunch. actually Wednesday, but... Wednesday? Yeah, no, dude, that's fine, yeah. Let's get some brunch, dude. I'm sure there's some spot that has brunch. Like, I think I know a spot, actually, like, by me that we should go to have brunch. Like, I don't know, we can do, like, 11, and then... Dude, there's this great fucking lookout spot that I fucking like that you can see, like, the fucking... This fucking river and shit, dude, and it's just fucking real serene. I think that'd be, like, really cool. You ever do, like, a float, dude? Just, like, just cruising down a river, dude. Fucking have a couple beers, you know what I mean? Looking some blow, dude. And just fucking, like, lay out on the river and just suntan, dude. Just hang out, you know? Just get shot, dude. That's what it's all about, you know? Just, like, yeah, dude. And just, like, yeah, just got a couple beers. Just hang out, dude. Oh, you know what we should do? Dude, I'm pretty sure that college game's on tomorrow. I don't know if you're a fan. Are you a fan of college football? Nah, it's, I think it's the the worst of all sports to watch it's i don't think i've ever seen a game that wasn't 85 to zero ever in my life oh dude well you just gotta see like the right game like there's a great matchup tomorrow night and it's like this really great spot they have the best wings dude like we could go together dude we could just sit there just like after just like a day out in the river come come in you know, go into a nice dive bar I got and just fucking we got the game on. Dude, they got the sickest wings, dude. And we I'm gonna show you the sickest wings, dude. And then we just fucking, yeah, dude, we just party, keep the party going, dude. Like fucking, you know, I'll bring some blow and just like, dude, we'll just fucking drink beers, fucking watch the sick game, dude. Just eat, eat wings, just hang out all day, dude. Just like spend, just like catch up, just like bro out, just like. Okay, he's back asleep. Oh, man, that is... A lot of stuff that I won't be doing tomorrow, but uh, actually it sounded like a pretty sick day. Damn, I'm kind of kind of pissed. He's such a cokehead. That sounds pretty great. Um, okay, so we got another question that we want to ask Fred. So we're gonna wake him up, and uh, we think he's really gonna enjoy this one. Hey, Fred. Fred. Yeah. Oh, what's up, man? Dude, what's going on? Nothing. Yeah, you fell asleep, dude. I'm an epileptic, dude. You knew that about me. So. Yes, we were aware, so we were ready for it. But um, yeah, let's. Um, I got another question for you that I think we're all really interested in. You know, we were all talking. We we're like, do do you think um, you think Fred is into crypto? Oh my God, I did crypto. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not as much anymore. Not as much as I was a couple of years ago, but really into it. Like, yeah, still like follow it every single day and just like, that's all I pretty much think about. And it's like, for sure, I know like the next time like Bitcoin flies up, like I'm ready, dude. I'm ready this time. Like, you know, I didn't have like the right coins, you know what I mean? So then I just kind of like got into more like meme coins and like I really kind of got into that whole world. And, you know, I made a little bit of money, but like for the most part, I lost like all of my money. But yeah, I mean, there's still, I still have a ton of coins and things that are basically not worth any money but i know that the next pop you know what i mean 2025 dude, that's what everybody's talking they're talking 2025 it's what bitcoin has everybody knows that that's going down first and then 2024 and then 2025 is like when you're really gonna see that rise come out dude that's what all the experts are saying man and it doesn't matter if there's a recession dude it doesn't like people are saying it's gonna be an economic recession and that housing market's gonna crash but it's like dude that doesn't have any effect on this bitcoin thing because like nothing stops the bitcoin I mean, like, when the Bitcoin has, that's when everybody's going to make that money. And you just got to be, like, locked and loaded with all the coins. So, like, I'm just, you know, I'm just doing a little bit every day. You know, they just, you just, it just averages out. You know, you don't always have to buy when it's low. Of course you want to buy when it's low. And you want to sell when it's high. But you don't, you know, it's so volatile out there, dude. That's the thing I've learned is, like, what I'm into right now is, like, you know, just putting a little bit in when it's low. And when you see the real pop, that's when you got to strike. But, like, 
dude, that's the thing, man. People are always saying, buy the dip, buy the dip. But it's not buy the dip, is it? It's buy the crash, dude. You gotta buy the crash. Because buy the dip, that's just, just like, dude, things dip all the time in crypto, man. It's always over time crashed hard. And you hope that it's not gonna happen too much in the future. But if it does continue to be like this volatile, then why would you ever buy a dip when there's gonna be a crash way lower? I'm sure, of course, I have plenty of NFTs. <clears throat> Oh, man, that was rough. Okay, well, I'm glad that's over. And yeah, dude, and it's fucking okay. Coinbase right now. It's like, I don't know, like, can it oh, be no, trusted? Like, I'm not sure. Like, I got my stuff, like, in, like, a cold wallet, but I also have it, like, in a really secure, like, wallet that has nothing to do with, like, any of these big exchanges, dude, because it's like, you've seen it, man. They're crashing one by one, a lot of crap stuff going on. Like, you don't know, like, will Binance make it? If they don't, like, you lose all your fucking coins? Like, I don't, dude, I can't take that risk, all right? I, I put, like, literally thousands of dollars into this, and, you know, I need to make literally all my money back before I'm gonna get out, you know, and that's just what I'm, I'm gonna do, I'm not gonna sell, dude, I'm just a holder, dude, I'm a holder for... And, okay, God, that was brutal, God, he came back and just went right back into crypto, oh, man. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, dude, but, like, Pepe oh, Coin, dude, Jesus. like, no, that's no, definitely, no. like, oh, kind of the one no right now to keep your eyes on, like, people are saying Shibu, people are saying Doge, people are saying Baby Doge, like, yeah, there's a lot of good meme coins right now, but, like, the Wojak and the Pepe, I've got my eyes on because, you know, they're serious memes, but they're also, like, community-driven, you know, and, like, I'm into, like, the community-driven alt scenes with the meme coin because, I, you know, there's just so much earning potential, you know, if, if, you, if you could buy so many of these coins because they're just worth fractions, fractions, fractions of a penny and yeah you, you just you can so when you spend a hundred dollars it feels like a million dollars you know so that's what i really like about the meme coins but then you know the potential so much bigger it's like you want something to double fuck that dude we want to make a hundred x dude a hundred i want to make a thousand x dude you know fucking thousand x fuck, i want to go to the and okay listen okay we were uh we can't risk it again. Can we remove Fred real quick? Vinny, hey, can we get some stage hands? Thanks, guys. All right. Can you just pick up his chair and just move him out of here? Yeah, I can't risk having any more crypto talk. Okay. Yeah, just move him out there. All right. Thank you, guys. And ladies and gentlemen, that was Fred, the narcoleptic cokehead. All right, moving the episode forward. The Great oh my God. and Knowledgeable Aculus! Holy greetings above the dave. It is I, Aculus! Aculus! Great and Knowledgeable? It is I, Aculus, and I come from the land of Gamehenge with a little friend. I above the dave. Holy shit, Esther! Oh my god, Aculus, you brought Esther back! I found her in the most unfortunate circumstances, and I had to rescue her fast. I was in the water and I was drowning. Indeed she was. But I came to her rescue in just the nick of time. Holy shit, you saved a drowning Esther? Her quest was noble. She was trying to restore order back to Gamehenge by finding the Helping Friendly Book. The Helping Friendly Book! Yes, that's right. She went into the portal in Gamehenge last season to try and go get it. Esther, did you find it? No, I looked all over, but I didn't find it. I just 
got chased around by a bunch of angry joggers, and then I ran into the sea, and I got uh, my puppet here, my friend. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's like a little, like a toy, huh? Yeah, it's my new flavor toy. Yes, she was holding the puppet in her hand when she was drowning, and I scooped her up, and she clenched onto that puppet with all of her might. Iculus save the day! Oh my god, Iculus, this is incredible news. We were hoping you would get word of this situation, and you clearly came in right exactly as you needed to, so thank you so much for bringing back Esther. Her parents are going to be so happy. Uh, Marco, can we get Lisa and Matt? Give them a call. Can we get them over here? Yes, okay, I'm, I'm calling right now. All right, perfect, yeah. Get Lisa and Matt to come to the studio. We're going to hold tight here, because this is breaking news. Iculus, thank you so much. If we just hold tight, Lisa, Matt, they will get to the studio as soon as possible. So we're, we're calling them up right now, and we're going to see if they can get over here. Uh, we're going to need to take a couple minutes to get this figured out. I'm just checking with my producers. Okay, so fortunately, in moments like this, we do have two guys who always know how to fill some space for us when we have surprises, and that, of course, is going to be Bill Kreitzman and Mickey Hart. Bill, Mickey, hey man. Hey, Bubba Dave. Hey guys, thanks for coming by, Bill, Mickey. Rhythm Devils, baby. Shit, that's right. <clears throat> I'm gonna need you to hit me with some drums into space. Until Lisa and Matt get here, if that's cool. That's what we do, man. Sure is. All right, Mickey, let's do this. All right.
Okay, and we are back here at the podcast with with some new guests. We have Lisa, the wife of a fish fan. Hello, Jamban idiots. And Matthew's here. Hey, brother Dave. Oh, God, we're so happy. That's the sweetheart. Oh, my goodness, baby. I love you so much. Mm. I missed everybody. Where's Jim? Oh, honey, yeah, Jim ran away. Oh, sweetheart, yeah, Jim, unfortunately, he got out of the house, and he he's, uh, he's currently missing. Oh, no. But he was already so old. He was 12 years old. I know, sweetheart. It's tragic. It's terrible. But hey, not, let's not worry about that. You're home. My God, what happened? What were you doing? Oh, I, I had a wild adventure, Mom. I was running around in towns in Game Edge, and I was at a fair, and then I met an Armenian man, and, and he gave me this puppet. Oh, okay. Okay, I see that, sweetheart. And I was running with my puppet, and we ran right into this Detroit, and then everybody looked at me, and they looked all mean, and then they started chasing me and so i ran out of the church and as i was running out of the church it got so windy and then the wind picked me up in my dress and i was flying in the sky oh my god sweetheart that sounds so dangerous oh honey very familiar sounding story here and then i was flying and flying in the clouds until then i went back into the ground and i hit and it was a really mean place oh no so i quickly hid so that no one would see me because it was the middle of the night Oh, good job, Esther. That's how I taught you. That's right, honey. But then in the morning, when I got when it was safer, I started walking around, and then next thing I know, just all these people who were jogging, and they were coming right at me, and they were so mad, and they were coming for me. So I didn't know what to do, and there was nowhere to go, and they had, and so I had to jump into the water, and it was so cold, Mom. It was so cold and freezing, and I was in the freezing water, and then right I was as I was almost drowning, almost dead, Mom, because I was I was going really far down in the water. And next thing I heard was an old man, and he was laughing. And the next thing I know... Ridiculous! That's right. I was coming to scoop her up, getting her, and ripped her from the water, and up back into the sky. And then I coughed up to all the water. That's right. And I brought her back here to your world, after I had received a message from Above the Dave. Oh my god, Above the Dave, you did this? Listen, I'm just trying to help, Lisa. I had some contacts, and I, you know, I'm just happy that this all worked out. Thanks, Above the Dave. Honestly, this family was ruined without Esther. I've been so heartbroken, David. I know, Lisa. I know. I'm just, I'm just happy that you guys can be back together again. All right, sweetheart, let's take you home. You must be freezing cold. I put this warm blanket around her, but yes, take her home, and she needs a good meal and a good sleep. And to read the book. I never found a helping family book. Oh, my young child. You were very brave coming to Gamehenge and trying to find the helping friendly book and take it from the hands of evil and place it into the hands of the lizards. And I want you to know that if you ever need to summon me ever again in the future, you just hold that puppet and you call my name. Iculus! The great and knowledgeable Iculus. That is right. Now, my child, I must go back to the land of Gamehenge. But maybe someday we will speak again. Oh, thank you, Icarus, for saving me. And Lisa and Matt, you have a very brave and wonderful child. Please take care of her. Better than you took care of the dog. Oh, yes, of course, I know. We look like terrible parents. A child's curiosity can often get the best of them. Thank you so much, Iculus. Yeah, Iculus, holy shit, man. Truly, thank you so much. Back to Gamehenge. hey Whoa. Okay, above the David. Talk to you soon. I owe you one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I might take you up on that. 
Oh, don't get your fucking hopes up. All right, Lisa. Good seeing you, Matt. Oh, thanks about the Dave. Oh, very welcome. Esther, glad to have you back here. Yeah, thanks about the Dave. Sure is nice to be back. All right, guys. Give it up for Esther returning from Gamehenge. And the great imaginable, ridiculous, the Okay, our final guest of the evening. He's the biggest show promoter in the jam band world. He is a lifelong deadhead who took his passion for the music and turned it into a wonderful career for spanning from the wetlands to the many Brooklyn Bulls that now exist and the Capitol Theater, as well, of course, bringing the dead together for the Fair the Well Tour. He is the biggest show promoter in the jam band world. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Peter Shapiro. Hey, Brother Dave, how we doing? How we doing, everybody? Hey, hey, it's me, Pete Shapiro, baby. Pete Shapiro, here he, coming in hot, like it. How we doing, Pete? I'm doing great, man, fucking doing the best. I'm just a boy from New York doing everything I can out here. Just trying to run shows, just doing everything I can, you know, to help this community. Putting jam band shows together, man, that's what I do. That you do. Yeah, you do it better than anybody else. Uh, you are the guy. You are the guy that puts it together. You're like our Bill Graham or some shit. Graham, Schmam, hey, you're talking about Pete Shapiro. I'm the, I'm the best of all time. No one does it like me. Nobody does it like me. You know, I'll book Twiddle. And Aqueous, right? I'll put them on a lineup together. I'll call it Twadius. Yeah, yeah, that that could be good. That'd be the hottest sticking it down. What are you talking about? Listen, I'll book Tanned with Yam Yam, and I'll call it Tandy Yam. Oh, shit, okay. Well, I'm kind of more of a Disco Biscuits guy. All right, yeah, I love the Biscuits. I love the Biscuits. I'll book the Disco Biscuits with Widespread Panic, and I'll call it Biscuit Spread. Okay, shit. I know jam bands. I know how to do it. You just gotta, you just gotta know what you're doing out there. I'm the best. No, I, I know. I trust you. you. You're the best. You know how to put together the, the, the best shows, the best venues. You know, you can get anybody. I can get anybody. I can get anybody right now. Yeah, I believe you. I mean, so you got a lot of stuff cooking, huh? You got a lot of shows that you're planning on doing? I mean, you've done so much. Oh, I'm always planning shows. I got so many shows coming down the pipe, you don't even fucking know, dude. What's on the docket? I got the big woos traveler coming. I, uh, I'm doing eggy and space bacon and the breakfast. It's going to be like a brunch show. We're doing that in, in Queens. Oh, sick. Okay. Oh, we got Billy String Dusters. Uh, that's going to be going on at Red Rocks. I'm doing a show at the Brooklyn Bowl. It's going to be the Almond Brothers Past. Ooh, Brothers Past. Yeah, it's a reunion show mixing Almond Brothers and Brothers Past members. Sick. Okay. We got we got a big show coming next year. I can't wait to let people know about it. It's going to be leftover salmon, lake trout, fish, oyster head, and hot tuna. Whoa, that's a big one. It's going to be the seafood platter party. That's going down to Shoreline, covering all of the seafood jam bands in one lineup. Really great stuff. I mean, that's what I do. That's what I do. I'm Pete Shapiro, baby. <laughs> you know, that's what I do. I got I got a great one coming uh, for early winter 2024. You ain't going to believe this one. It's going to be my morning jacket and mo. I'm calling it my moaning jacket. Damn, sick. That'd be sick, dude. I'm going to be doing another one at the Brooklyn Bowl. This is going to be, uh, it's going to be geese playing ping pong. Yeah, it's going to be a double bill. Sick. Cool. I like what you did there. We got a dead night at the Vegas one that we got planned. It's going to be rat dogs in a pile. Love it. Boulder Theater. I got something coming up in December where it's uh, Soul Live Sector 9. Mmm. Followed the next night by Tea Leaf Green Sky Bluegrass. Oh, okay. I got a great show. It's Hot Buttered Rumfries McGee. That's how I do it, baby. Ooh, okay. I'm really liking this stuff, Pete. 
I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm Pete Shapiro, baby. No one can put lineups together like me. No one can have venues like me. No one could. I could bring any musicians here and 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 have them perform for you. I, I'm. No one can do it better than me. Yeah, I mean, I know you're the king, and and I don't doubt it. You sound like you doubt it. You sound like you don't really believe me. I could literally have anyone here. I could, watch this. Okay, I'll prove it to you right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna prove it to me. Oh, sure, sure. Okay. Um, uh, I want Bob Dylan. Ooh, ooh. Hey there, Pete. Whoa, hey, holy Bob. shit. Hey, Bob. Dave. Hey, Bob. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna want, uh, Bob Weir. <laughs> Didn't you know what I'm doing here? Whoa, Bob Weir. Whoa, hey. Hey, Bob. Thanks for coming. Bob? Hey, Bobby. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna get, uh, give me Joe Russo. Oh, what's up, everybody? Joey, hey, I'm putting together a super group. Oh, great. Another super group. Awesome. That's what, that's what the world needs. Hey, Joe. Good to see you back, man. Whatever, dude. Okay. Okay, I need, um, let me see. I need someone on bass. Uh, oh, fuck it. Give me O'Teal. <laughs> oh, hey, everybody. Hey, O'Teal. Hey, O'Teal. Oh, hey, O'Teal. Uh, all right, let me get, give me a Steve Kimmock. Whoa. Hey, man, what's up? Hey. 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 And then give me, um, give me Axl Rose. Shut up, Oh, well, give me one last guy. Uh, give me uh, 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 Ice Cold Larry from the Nitrous Mafia. Holy shit, where the fuck? Who, where am I? Holy shit, Ice Cold Larry. Oh, hey, Bobby Thief. Oh, what's up, everybody? Hey. 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 Well, I brought you all here together because I'm fucking Pete Shapiro, so I can do whatever the fuck I want. So, uh, Above the Dave, this is my super group. All right, guys, you're here. Might as well play Above the Dave a number, huh? Let's do this. Yeah, man. 
I make dreams happen. I make magic happen, baby. 
damn pete you really do that uh, yeah that was very unique i that's wow only you could have put that together i could do it all i mean i can't make rainbows happen that happened from jerry that's a little different yeah dude i was at that show the the first of the fairly well shows and like right, right i think it was like trucking or something early in the first set that rainbow appeared everyone lost their fucking shit but that's what i do you know i'm pete i put it together magic happens baby oh you are the king dude you know just to give I'm just, I'm just, I'm just so happy to, to do this. I'm addicted to it. I love it. I'll never stop. I love me. I love the music so much. I'm the biggest fan. That's the thing. I'm the biggest fan of the music. That's why I like it so much. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's, that's why I do this. So you get it. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, you just, you know, we're just fans of the music. That's it. So, but I can, I can get anybody. Well, shit. I mean, I believe it now. I mean, you definitely showed us that. So, well, Pete, I mean, if you, if you can, it'd be awesome if you could come by maybe, you know, again sometime and maybe hit us with another all-star super group i'm peter shapiro baby so i'm around so just let me know all right ladies and gentlemen give it up for peter shapiro and bob dylan bob weir O'Teal, joe russo steve kimmock axel rose and ice cold larry of the nitrous mafia all right and that's gonna do it for today's episode of the lot scene podcast it's been a wild one and I uh, do appreciate you tuning in once again with us. Uh, thanks for all the guys that just came on. Thank you to Iculus for showing up, returning Esther and Lisa and Matt. Good seeing them, obviously reunited. Big thanks to Fred, the narcoleptic cokehead, for entertaining us. And, and huge thanks to Bill Kreitzman and Mickey Hart for giving us that drums into space when we needed it most. Next week, I am going to talk about my first King Gizzard concert. I did go and see them at the Hollywood Bowl a few months ago, so I did want to just talk about my experience seeing them. And we have a special guest that's going to talk with us a little bit about King Giz and other bands. And its name is The Torch. And The Torch is coming by to chat with us and get its perspective. Following that, we're going to talk to the drum circle guy. Axel is back, and we want to see what he's been up to. Also next week, we are going to have John Bell coming on to give us a little JB rap. And he's going to be, once again, giving us the plot of a movie. And we need to guess that movie. And then finally, we are thrilled to have back in the studio a man who knows his sandwiches. That's right, Paige McConnell is in the building next week. So thank you so much for listening. Find us on Instagram at The Lot Scene Podcast. Five-star ratings and reviews. We love them. See you for another episode next week. Until then, have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next week on another episode of The Lot Scene.